0: Too, had put the saddle on himself, and had spent a full half-hour in vain efforts to climb on his own back. Acquaintance the Scotchman who ran a livery was asked by a tourist as to how many the carry-all would hold. Four generally, was the answer, likely sex, if they wheel real Actors the tragedian had just signed a contract to tour South Africa. He told a friend of it at the club. The friend shook his head dismally. The ostrich, he explained in a pitying tone. Lays an egg weighing anywhere from two to four pounds. Advertising the editor of the local paper was unable to secure advertising from one of the businessmen of the town, who asserted stoutly that he himself never read ads, and didn't believe anyone else did. Will you advertise if I can convince you that folks read the ads? The editor asked. If you can show me, was the sarcastic answer. But you can't. In the next issue of the paper, the editor ran a line of small type in an obscure corner. It read, what is Jenkins going to do about it? The businessman, Jenkins, hastened to seek out the editor next day. He admitted that he was being pestered out of his wits by the curious. He agreed to stand by the editor's explanation in the forthcoming issue. And this was, Jenkins is going to advertise. Of course, having once advertised, Jenkins advertises still. Affection there are as many aspects of grief as there are persons to mourn. A quality of pathetic and rather grisly humour is to be found in the incident of an English laborer, whose little son died. The vicar on calling to condole with the parents found the father pacing to and fro in the living room with the tiny body in his arms. As the clergyman spoke phrases of sympathy, the father, with tears streaming down his cheeks, interrupted loudly, Oh, sir, you don't know how I love that little father. Use, sir, if it weren't again the law, I'd keep him, and have him stuffed that I would, age the woman confessed to her crony, I'm growing old, and I know it, nowadays, the policeman never takes me by the arm when he escorts me through the traffic, alibi the mother called in vain for her young son, then she searched the ground floor, the first story, the second, and the attic all in vain, finally, she climbed to the trap door in the roof, pushed it open, and cried, John Henry, are you out there, an answer came clearly, mother." Have you looked in the cellar? Amnesty the nurse at the front regarded the wounded soldier with a puzzled frown. Your face is perfectly familiar to me, she said, musingly. But I can't quite place you somehow. Let bygones be bygones. Mom, the soldier said weakly. Yes, Mom, I was a policeman. Anatomy the little boy, sent to the butcher shop, delivered himself of his message in these words, Ma says to send her another ox tail, please and Ma says the last one was very nice, and Ma says she wants another off the same ox. Appearance Little Willie came home in a sad state. He had a black eye and numerous scratches and contusions, and his clothes were a sight. His mother was horrified at the spectacle presented by her darling. There were tears in her eyes as she addressed him rebukingly, Oh, Willie, Willie, how often have I told you not to play with that naughty pet boy? Little Willie regarded his mother with an expression of deepest disgust say, ma, he objected, do I look as if I had been playing with anybody, appearance the cross cross-head man at the ball bowed with courtly grace, and said, may I have the pleasure of this dance, to all flowers answered as with one voice, with pleasure, appetite the young man applied to the manager of the entertainment museum for employment as a freak, and the following dialogue occurred, who are you, I am an oach, the egg king, what is your specialty, I eat three dozen hen's eggs, two dozen duck eggs, and one dozen goose eggs, that a single setting. Do you know our program? What is it? We give four shows every day. Oh. Yes. I understand that. And do you think you can do it? I know I can. On Saturdays we give six shows. All right. On holidays we usually give a performance every hour. And now, at last, the young man showed signs of doubt. In that case, I must have one thing understood before I'd be willing to sign a contract. What? No matter what the rush of business is in the show, you've got to give me time to go to the hotel to eat my regular meals. Daniel Webster was the guest at dinner of a solicitous hostess who insisted rather annoyingly that he was eating nothing at all, that he had no appetite, that he was not making out a meal. Finally, Webster wearied of her hospitable chatter, and addressed her in his most ponderous senatorial manner, "Madam." Permit me to assure you that I sometimes eat more than at other times. But nevertheless, it was shortly after Thanksgiving Day that someone asked the little boy to define the word appetite. His reply was prompt and enthusiastic, when you're eating you're happy, and when you get through your tight that's appetite. Appreciation The distinguished actor had a large photograph of Wordsworth prominently displayed in his dressing room. A friend regarded the picture with some surprise, and remarked, I see you are an admirer of Wordsworth. Who's Wordsworth? Demanded the actor. Why? That's his picture, was the answer. As the friend want, that's Wordsworth, the poet. The actor regarded the photograph with a new interest. Is that old file a poet? He exclaimed in astonishment. I got him for a study in Wrinkles. Argument, yes. Man, the old salt confided to the inquisitive lady. I fell over the side of the ship and a shark he come along and grabbed me by the leg, merciful providence, his hearer gasped, and what did you do, let him obey the leg, oh course, man, I never argues with sharks, art an American tourist and his wife, after their return from abroad, were telling of the wonders seen by them at the Louvre in Paris, the husband mentioned with enthusiasm a picture which represented Adam and Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden, in connection with the eating of the forbidden fruit the wife also waxed enthusiastic, and interjected a remark, Yes, we found the picture most interesting, most interesting indeed, because, you see, we know the anecdote, the Yankee tourist described glowingly the statue of a beautiful woman which he had seen in an art museum abroad, and the way she stood, so up and coming, was grand, but, he added, with a tone of disgust, those foreigners don't know how to spell the name of the statue was Posish and it was some Posish. Believe me. And the dumb fools spelt it Psyche. Tell me. Does your husband snore? Oh. Yes. Indeed so delightfully. What? Yes. Really he's so musical you know. His voice is baritone. He only snores operatic bits. Mostly yeah. The packer from Chicago admired a picture by Rosa Bonheur. How much is that? He demanded. The dealer quoted the price as 5.000 holy pig's feet, the magnate spluttered, for that money, I can buy live dogs and, his wife nudged him in the ribs, and whispered, don't talk shop, athletics, the sister spoke admiringly to the collegian who was calling on her after field day, that which she had been present, and how they did applaud when you broke that record, her little brother, who overheard, sniffed indignantly, pa didn't applaud me for the one I broke, he complained, he licked me, Authors a woman lion hunter entertained an dinner party of distinguished authors. These discoursed largely during the meal, and bored one another and more especially their host, who was not literary, to awake himself up. He excused himself from the table with a vague murmur about opening a window, and went out into the hall. He found the footman sound asleep in a chair. He shook the fellow, and exclaimed angrily, Wake up! You've been listening at the keyhole. Baby's the visiting Englishman with an eyeglass screwed to his eye, stared in fascinated horror at the ugliest infant he had ever seen, which was in its mother's arms opposite him in the street car. At last, his fixed gaze attracted the mother's attention, then excited her indignation. Robert, she piqued wrathfully. Thank God, exclaimed the Englishman. I fancied it might be real. The teacher had explained to the class that the Indian women are called squaws. Then she asked what name was given to the children. Porpoises came one eager answer, but a little girl whose father bred pigeons, called excitedly, please, teacher, their squads, Bait. a gentleman strolling alongside a canal observed an old negro and a colored boy fishing, a moment later, a splash was heard, the boy had fallen into the water, the old darky, however, jumped in after the lad, and succeeded in getting him safely to the bank, there he stood the victim on his head to let the water drain out, And it was at this moment that the gentleman arrived on the scene with profuse expressions of admiration for the prompt rescue. It was noble of you, the gentleman declared rather rhetorically, to plunge into the water in that way at the risk of your life to save the boy. I congratulate you on your brave display of heroic magnanimity. The old colored man answered with an amiable grin, All right, boss, I don't know nothing about magnanimity, but I just had to get that boy out the water. He had the bait in his pocket. Baldness a patient complained to the doctor that his hair was coming out. Won't you give me something to keep it in? He begged. Take this. The doctor said kindly, and he handed the patient a pillbox. Baptism on the way to the baptism. The baby somehow loosened the stopper of his bottle, with the result that the milk made a frightful mess over the christening robe. The mother was greatly shamed, but she was compelled to hand over the child in its must garments to the clergyman at the font. What name? The clergyman whispered. The agitated mother failed to understand, and thought that he complained of the baby's condition, so she offered explanation in the words, Nozzle come off, Nozzle come off, the clergyman, puzzled, repeated his whisper, What name? Nozzle come off, Nozzle come off, the woman insisted, almost in tears, the clergyman gave it up, and continued the rite, Nozzle come off Smithers, I baptize thee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The aged Negro clergyman announced solemnly from the pulpit, next Sabbath, dar will be a baptism in these church, That half the ten in the morning. These baptism will be of two adults and six adulteresses. Baptists The old colored man left the Methodist church and joined the Baptist. Soon afterward, he encountered his former pastor, who inquired the reason for his change of set, The old man explained fully, Fest off. I was Episcopal, But I ain't learned and they done say the service so fast, I never could keep up, and when I come out beat him, they all look, and I see shamed, so I ginned the Mafotis. very fine church, yes, Sha. Sure. but they done has choir meetings, and, sha. Sure. us folks folkses can't bear too much choir in Hindu. and a man says to me, why don't you ginned the bapties, the bapties, it's just dip and be done with it, and so I ginned. Baseball the teacher directed the class to write a brief account of a baseball game. All the pupils were busy during the allotted time, except one little boy, who sat motionless, and wrote never a word. The teacher gave him an additional five minutes, calling them off one by one. The fifth minute had almost elapsed when the youngster awoke to a life, and scrawled a sentence. It ran thus, "Rain, no game. Battle teacher, in which of his battles was King Davis Adolphus of Sweden slain. I'm pretty sure it was the last one, bears the old trapper was chased by a grizzly, when he had thrown away everything he carried, and found, nevertheless, that the bear was gaining rapidly, he determined to make a stand, as he came into a small clearing, he faced about with his back to a stump, and got out and opened his clasp knife, the bear halted a rod away, and sat on its haunches, surveying its victim gloatingly, the trapper, though not usually given to praying, now improved the interval to offer a petition. Oh God, he said aloud, with his eyes on the bear. If you're on my side, let my knife get in quick in his vitals. And if you're on his side, let him finish me fest off. But, oh God, if you're neutral, you just sit far on that stump. And you'll see the darndest bear fight you ever heard until on. The guide introduced a tourist in the Rocky Mountains to an old hunter who was reputed to have slain some hundreds of bears. This feller. The guide explained to the hunter, would like to hear about some of the narrow escapes you've had from bears. The old mountaineer regarded the tourist with a disapproving stare. Young man, he said, if there's been any narrow escapes, the bears had ehm, dear the father of a schoolboy in New York City wrote to the boy's teacher a letter of complaint. Possibly he welcomed the advent of prohibition, possibly not. Anyhow, the letter was as follows, sir. Will you please for the future give my boy some easier sums to do at nights? This is what he brought home to me three nights ago. If four gallons of beret will fill thirty-two pint bottles, how many pint and half bottles will nine gallons fill? Well, we tried and could make nothing of it all, and my boy cried and said he wouldn't go back to school without doing it. So, I had to go and buy a nine-gallon keg of beret, which I could ill afford to do. And then we went and borrowed a lot of wine and brandy bottles, beside a few we had by us. Well we emptied the keg into the bottles, and there was 19, and my boy put that down for an answer. I don't know whether it is right or not, as we spilt some in doing it. P.S. Please let the next one be water as I am not able to buy any more beret. The new soda clerk was a mystery until he himself revealed his shameful past quite unconsciously by the question he put to the girl who had just asked for an egg shake. Light or dark? He asked mechanically. Beggars the cultured maid servant announced to her mistress. Wife of the profiteer, if you please. Ma'am, there's a mendicant at the door. The mistress sniffed contemptuously, "Tell telling there's nothing to mend. Beginners a woman visitor to the city entered a taxi cab. No sooner was the door closed than the car leaked forward violently and afterward went racing wildly along the street, narrowly missing collision with innumerable things. The passenger, naturally enough, was terrified. She thrust her head through the open window of the door, and shouted at the chauffeur, Please, be careful, sir. I'm nervous. This is the first time I ever rode in a taxi. The driver yelled in reply, without turning his head. That's all right. Man, it's the first time I ever drove one. Betrothal the cook. Nora had announced her engagement to a frequenter at the kitchen, named Mike. But the year passed 8 and nothing was heard of the nuptials. So, one day, the mistress inquired, When are you to be married, Nora? In God. And it's never at all. I'll be thinking. Mom, the cook answered sadly. Really? Why? What is the trouble? The reply was explicit. this Mom, I won't marry Mike when he's drunk. And he won't marry me when he's sober. The delinquent laggard Swain had been telling of his ability as a presiding officer. The girl questioned him, What is the parliamentary freeze when you wish to call for a vote? The answer was given with proud certainty, Are you ready for the question? Yes. Dearest, the girl confessed shyly. Go ahead. Bigamy what is the penalty for bigamy? Two mothers-in-law. The man was weak and naturally unlucky. And so he got married three times inside of a year. He was convicted and sentenced for four years he seemed greatly relieved, as the expiration of his term grew near, he wrote from the penitentiary to his lawyer, with the plaintiff query, will it be safe for me to come out, Bertha, the little girl in the zoological park tossed bits of a bun to the stork, which gobbled them greedily and bobbed its head toward her for more, what kind of a bird is it, mama, the child asked, the mother read the placard, and answered that it was a stork, oh the little girl cried, as her eyes rounded, Of course, it recognized me. Blessing the philosopher, on being interrupted in his thoughts by the violent cackling of a hen that had just laid an egg, was led to express his appreciation of a kind providence by which a fish while laying a million eggs to a hen's one, does so in a perfectly quiet and ladylike manner. Blind a shopkeeper with no conscience put by his door a box with a slit in the cover and a label reading, For the blind. A month later, the box disappeared, when someone inquired concerning it the shopkeeper chuckled, and plant to the window, I collected enough, he explained, there's the new blind, blindness the sympathetic and inquisitive old lady at the seashore was delighted and thrilled by an old sailor's narrative of how he was washed overboard during a gale and was only rescued after having sunk for the third time, and, of course, she commented brightly, after you sank the third time, your whole past life passed before your eyes, I presume as how it did, mom, the sailor agreed, but being as I had my eyes shut, I missed it, blockhead the recruit complained to the sergeant that he'd got a splinter in his finger, he should have more sense, was the harsh comment, Then do scratch your head, bone of contention the crowd in the car was packed suffocatingly close, the timid passenger thought of pickpockets, and thrust his hand into his pocket protectingly, he was startled to encounter the fist of a fat fellow passenger, I caught you that time, the fat man hissed, Thief yourself, snorted the timid passenger. Lego, scoundrel, shouted the fat man. Help, stop thief, the little fellow spluttered, trying to wrench his hand from the other's clasp. As the car halted, the tall man next to the disputants spoke sharply, I want to get off here, if you dubs will be good enough to take your hands out of my pocket. During the Civil War, an old negro was deeply interested in the conflict, but showed no sign of wishing to take part in it. A white man questioned him one day. The men of the North and South are killing one another on your account. Why don't you pitch in and fight yourself? Has you all ever seen two dogs fighting over a bone? The Negro demanded. Many times. Of course, was the answer. The old Negro chuckled as he said. Did you ever see the bone fight? Well, no. That's all. I see the bone. Breakfast the Southern Colonel at Saratoga Springs. In the days before Prohibition directed the colored waiter at his table in the hotel you all can bring me a kentucky breakfast and what is that sir the waiter inquired doubtfully the colonel explained bring me a big steak a bulldog and a quart of bourbon whiskey but why do you order a bulldog asked the puzzled waiter to eat the steak show snapped the colonel brevity the best illustration of the value of brief speech reckoning dollars was given by mark twain His story was that when he had listened for five minutes to the preacher telling of the heathen, he wept, and was going to contribute $50. After 10 minutes more of the sermon, he reduced the amount of his prospective contribution to $25. After half an hour more of eloquence, he cut the sum to $5. At the end of an hour of oratory when the plate was passed, he stole $2. Bribery of Thriving Baseball Club is one of the features of a boys' organization connected with a prominent church the team was recently challenged by a rival club. The pastor gave a special contribution of $5 to the captain, with the direction that the money should be used to buy bats, balls, gloves, or anything else that might help to win the game. On the day of the game, the pastor was somewhat surprised to observe nothing new in the club's paraphernalia. He called the captain to him, I don't see any new bats, or balls, or gloves, he said, we haven't anything like that, the captain admitted but I gave you five dollars to buy them, the pastor exclaimed, well, you see, came the explanation, you told us to spend it for bats, or balls, or gloves, or anything that we thought might help to win the game, so we gave it to the umpire, brutality to ladies in a car disputed concerning the window, and at last called the conductor as referee, if this window is open, one declared, I shall catch cold, and will probably die, if the window is shut, The other announced, I shall certainly suffocate, the two glared at each other, the conductor was at a loss, but he welcomed the words of a man with a red nose who sat near, these were, first, open the window, conductor, that will kill one, next, shut it, that will kill the other, then we can have peace, burglary a young couple that had received many valuable wedding presents established their home in a suburb, one morning they received in the mail two tickets for a popular show in the city with a single line, guess who sent them, the pair had much amusement in trying to identify the donor, but failed in the effort, they duly attended the theater, and had a delightful time, on their return home late at night, still trying to guess the identity of the unknown host, they found the house stripped of every article of value, and on the bare table in the dining room was a piece of paper on which was written in the same hand as the enclosure with the tickets, now you know, Candor Jeanette was wearing a new frock when her dearest friend called. I look a perfect fright, she remarked, eager for praise. The dearest friend was thinking of her own affairs, and answered absent-mindedly, Yes, you certainly do. Oh, you horrid thing, Jeanette gasped. I'll never never speak to you again. Calmness in Bret Hardy's Mary McGillop. There is a notable description of calmness in most trying circumstances. I had the honor of addressing the celebrated rebel spy. Miss McGillop? asked the vandal officer. In a moment I was perfectly calm. With the exception of slightly expectorating twice in the face of the minion I did not betray my agitation. Cards a Tennessee farmer went to town and bought a gallon jet of whiskey. He left it in the grocery store, and tagged it with a five of hearts from the deck in his pocket, on which he wrote his name. When he returned two hours later, the jet was gone. He demanded an explanation from the grocer. Simple enough was the reply, Jim Slocum come along with a six of hearts, and just knockerly took that far jug yearn, carelessness the housemaid, tidying the stairs the morning after a reception, found lying there one of the solid silver teaspoons, my goodness gracious, she exclaimed, as she retrieved the piece of silver, some one of the company had a hole in his pocket, caterpillars the small boy sat at the foot of a telegraph pole, with a tin can in his hands, The curious old gentleman gazed first at the lad and then at the kin. much perplexed. Caterpillars. He ejaculated. What are you doing with them? They climb trees and eat the leaves, the boy explained. Yes, and so, the boy continued proudly. I'm fooling this bunch by letting em' climb the telegraph pole. Cats Clarence, aged eight, was a member of the Band of Mercy, of his Sunday school, which was a miniature society for the prevention of cruelty to animals the batch was a small star, and Clarence wore this with as much pride as ever a policeman had in his shield, he displayed eagerness in the work, and grew somewhat unpopular with the other boys and girls by reason of his many rebukes for their harsh treatment of animals, but one morning his mother, on looking out of the window, observed to her horror that the erstwhile virtuous Clarence had the family cat by the tail, and was swinging it to and fro with every evidence of glee, in fact, it had been the wailing of the outraged beast that had caused the mother to look out. Why, Clarence, she cried, aghast. What are you doing to that poor cat? And you, member of the band of mercy. Little Clarence released the cat, but he showed no shame as he explained, I was but I lost my star. The teacher put a question to the class, What does a cat have that no other animal has? A number cried in unison, Fur, but an objector raised the point that bears and skunks had fur. One pupil raised an eager hand, I know, teacher whiskers, but another objector laughed scornfully. Ha ha, my papa has whiskers. The suggester of whiskers defended her idea by declaring, my papa ain't got whiskers, cause he can't. The objector sneered, ha ha, your pa ain't no good, my pa says, the teacher rapped for order, and repeated her question. A little girl raised her hand, and at the teacher's nod spoke timidly, kittens. The little girl returned from church deeply musing on the sermon, in which the preacher had declared that animals, lacking souls, could not go to heaven. As the result of her meditation, she presented a problem to the family at the dinner table, when she asked earnestly, if cats don't go to heaven, where do the angels get the strings for their harps? Charity, oh, mama, questioned the child, who's that? He want to a nun who was passing, a sister of charity, was the answer. Which one? The boy persisted. Faith or hope? Chicken stealing the southern planter heard a commotion in his poultry house late at night. With shop done in hand, he made his way to the door, flung it open and curtly ordered, come out of there, you ornery thief. There was silence for a few seconds, except for the startled clucking of the fowls. Then a heavy bass voice boomed out of the darkness, please, colonel. They ain't nobody here except Jesus chickens. Christianity a shipwrecked traveler was washed up on a small island, he was terrified at thought of cannibals, and explored with the utmost stealth, discovering a thin wisp of smoke above the scrub, he crawled toward it fearfully, in apprehension that it might be from the campfire of savages, but as he came close, a voice rang out sharply, why in hell did you play that card, the castaway, already on his knees, raised his hands in devout thanksgiving, thank God, he exclaimed brokenly, they are Christians. Christmas, a political boss wished to show his appreciation of the services of a colored man who possessed considerable influence. He suggested to the darky for a Christmas present the choice between a ton of coal and a jet of the best whiskey. The colored man spoke to the point. Auburns would. Santa Claus inserted an upright piano, a fur dolman, a Ford, and a few like Nick Max in the Chicago girl's stocking. When he saw that it was not yet half filled, he withdrew to the roof. Plumped down on the snow, and wept bitterly. Church the young members of the family had been taught to be punctilious in contributing to the collection at church. One Sunday morning, when the boxes were being passed, James, aged six, ran his eye over those in the pew, and noticed that a guest of his sister had no coin in her hand. Where is your money? he whispered. She answered that she hadn't any. But James was equal to the emergency, here, take mine, he directed that'll pay for you, I'll get under the seat, which he did, the old negro attended a service in the episcopal church for the first time in his life, someone asked him afterward how he had enjoyed the experience, not much, surely not much, he declared, shaking his head, dad ain't no church for me, no sure, they wastes too much time readin' the minutes of the previous needin', cleanliness the little boy was clad in an immaculate white suit for the lawn party, and his mother cautioned him strictly against soiling it. He was scrupulous in his obedience, but at last he approached her timidly, and said, Please, Mother, may I sit on my pants? The mother catechized her young son just before the hour for the arrival of the music teacher. Have you washed your hands very carefully? Yes, Mother, and have you washed your face thoroughly? Yes, Mother, and were you particular to wash behind your ears? On her side I did. Mother, community the young man at the summer resort, who had become engaged to the pretty girl, received information that led him to question her, is it true that since you came up here you've got engaged to Billy, Education George and Harry, as well as me, the young lady assumed an air of disdain, what is that to you, she demanded, just this, he replied gently, if it's so, and you had no objection, we fellows will all chip in together to buy an engagement ring, compensation Isaac and Moses dined in a restaurant that was new to them, and were paying seriously by the amount of the check. Moses began to expostulate in a loud voice, but Isaac fetched him with a whisper, S.H., I have the spoons in my pocket. Compliments, would you like a lock of my hair? Asked the gallant old bachelor of the spinster who had been a bell a few decades past. Why don't you offer me the whole wig? The maiden lady jibed, with a titter. The bachelor retorted with icy disdain. You are very biting, madam, considering that your teeth are porcelain, the young man, dancing with the girl to whom age.